0: The man in line with Andy Wint.
1: Fast good afternoon, it's 7 minutes past 12, midday. Today on Man in Line, it's a gas special, it's a Kroger special. Kroger Limited was formed in January 2017. In October 18, the government awarded the licence to drill for the Kroger field. Now we've heard all sorts of ideas about what it is, what it could be, what it might do. Today we'll find out from the boss exactly what it is. And what they hope to do. Dr. Richard J. Hubbard, the chief exec, is with us today on Man in Line. Faster, Mike. Good afternoon, Richard. Good afternoon, and very pleased to be with you. Okay, when did you first come across Kroger? When did it first come into your life? Well, I first learnt about it three or four years
2: ago. Uh, when, um, just to give a little bit of background, you know, my, my wife is a, her mother is a laxi girl, and Tina, my wife, is the uh, great granddaughter of a laxi miner. Uh, Tommy Kinraid uh, and as a geologist I've always been very interested to try and learn more about the Laxey zinc mine and a few years ago with, uh, with my cousin Valerie Kinraid uh, we put quite a lot of effort into building up the Visit Laxey Valley Heritage uh, Charity uh, and while I was coming over to do that work I uh, took the opportunity to introduce myself to Kroger. Uh, and I do have a particular interest in the Kroger field is that uh, for my sins in my past I was the worldwide chief geologist of BP um, and it was under my watch that uh, I was the man responsible for relinquishing the Kroger field which at the time was licensed to BP and we returned it to the alaman government so um, that was uh, 90, a, that was in the mid 90s in the mid 90s yeah and right? the charity work was uh, three or four years ago
1: okay so in the mid 90s BP obviously do the was something there they did so just to give you a little bit
2: of background and and this of course is something I've lived through so I can assure you it's what happened so well first was drilled by BP in 1982 and it found the gas field But at that time, the price for gas was very low, and anyway BP was more interested in oil. But it did remain sufficiently interested so that when the area transferred to the jurisdiction of the Isle of Man, BP relicensed it in the mid-1990s and did a lot of technical work, and we have that technical work now as Kroger. It was presented to the Isle of Man government, Um, and I can assure you that there's really quite a sizable gas field... In
1: Manx territorial waters, that is now known as the Kroger gas field. Okay, so uh, and there, there's been debate on all sides about whether there's how much there is there and the fact that BP decided it wasn't worth it. Yes, it may be not worth it now. Yes. I mean, how confident is Kroger that there is marketable, usable? extractable gas there. So, so I can explain that precisely as, as, as I just said, because
2: I was the guy in BP that relinquished it. So I do know exactly what it looks like. And we certainly did not relinquish it because it's not there. It is there. It's simply that at the time BP had different priorities. Okay. So what's changed? Um, what's changed is, of course, that the Uh, well, two things. Firstly, the scale of company and need. BP is looking for absolute giant things around the world. So it perhaps would always have fallen below the threshold for what are known as the super major companies. Uh, However, I also would think that had it remained more in circulation in the UK uh, license system, I believe it would have been drilled 20 years ago. So the only reason it's sort of been preserved undrilled, I believe, is because it was transferred to the Manx jurisdiction and there was sort of less circulation of the industry through Manx licenses. However, it's there. Now, it's... The number that BP came up with, and I realise it's a technical thing, but the size of the field was estimated by P- BP in 1996 as one trillion cubic standard feet of gas in place, in the ground. That's a lot. It's quite big. What BP didn't know, and what we still don't know, and why we're drilling a well this year, is to find out how freely that gas will flow out of the ground. And if it flows uh, freely, uh, with a, a rate that we believe could be commercial, uh, then the Isle of Man is sitting on what is probably the most significant gas field development in the East Irish Sea for the last 30 years. Now, you're asking what's different. Of course, what's different is that the world is in the middle of an energy crisis. And energy security has become so important. Uh, and as it turns out, the Isle of Man is is the owner of what appears to be a
1: very nice natural gas field uh, you've been in the industry a long time you've I, seen geopolitical crises come and go i have and i've you, seen
2: many of them you
1: you you use the word uh, an energy crisis yeah is it a crisis
2: uh, most definitely because um, it's of course, uh, well, it's a, as everybody is well aware, it's a, the, the the double whammy of the pandemic, followed by President Putin's illegal invasion of Ukraine, but the second one has caused um, a complete uh, redistribution of production sales around the world because 40 percent of europe's gas previously came from
1: russia which is now not really on the market okay uh let's go to the lines and i think uh, we've got uh, richard with us uh no it's julian with us julian you're speaking julian. to uh, okay. to richard
0: hi julian oh, hi andy and uh, good afternoon dr hubbard yes hello julian nice to hear you hello there um i've got a couple of questions first one is um Kroger gas, you've stated that there will be 5% of the gas produced by Kroger will be used by the Isle of Man. Just wondering, how much is that... Um, and also, will it be on a sliding scale, um, especially when you consider that Pullrose gas power station is by far the largest consumer of gas on the island? When you factor in future additional loads, like you've got electric heat pumps, you've got electric cars, electric buses, and ostensibly 15,000 extra inhabitants, uh, won't the electrical baseload need to be massively more, which would necessitate a much larger gas power station for baseload, which would actually be contrary to the assertions of the Energy and Sustainability Centre on the island. Um, well, so, will we? Will the five percent be enough to handle the massive amounts of increased electrical loads that uh, the government are talking about putting on us?
2: Uh, yes, Julian, more than enough. So, uh, actually, the number that uh, if, the f- if the gas field is the size that we think it is, uh, and we do need to draw that well to be sure about that, um, we only really need to uh, use 3% of the total field production to satisfy the current needs of the Isle of Man. So really, uh, I'm I'm glad you asked me that question because the key, apart from having a a very nice gas field in Manx waters, the the next really important thing is that the directors of Kroger uh, last year agreed to provide the Isle of Man with the gas that was required for the domestic use um, at a price capped at 80 pence per therm. And when you turn that into uh, pence per kilowatt hour, it's less than three pence per kilowatt hour. So the way Kroger looks at this, and we're, we're happy to see other examples, but we believe that the Kroger field can supply to the Isle of Man the cheapest gas of any country in Europe. So,
0: it it is enough gas, um, and it's cheap. This leads me to my second question, because the Isle of Man government commissioned the Arup report called Isle of Man Future Energy Scenarios, and the report recommends that for the first time in the Isle of Man's history, from 2030, we will be totally reliant on the UK for electricity via several interconnector cables, which will cost an absolute fortune. In light of the highly volatile world gas prices why would are they talking about shuffling ourselves to the uk pricing in this way um i mean we'll make money from crowded gas but we'll be ending up paying the inflated electrical prices which are at the vagaries of whatever war is being on at the moment wouldn't it be much better if we get our own new power station which i think is only nine years away from needing a new one and there's no talk of a new power station going on the island um well, would it not be better to have our own power station using our own gas and not be limited to 5%? or? Well, I, I obviously uh,
2: can't speak on behalf of the government or Manx Utilities, so p- please don't, don't think that I, it's not my position to do that. But in terms of supplying gas, the answer to your question is yes. Um, it's a Manx gas field. And Kroger has agreed to uh, supply it to the Isle of Man at a price that's really very, very attractive indeed. And I don't think, from what I understand, that it's necessary to build a completely new power station. It's just necessary to update it a bit. So the Kroger gas can be used in both the gas grid that is uh, linked up around the island... And also used to generate electricity uh, at the combined cycle power station here in Douglas. So it's really, really, it's, it will give a huge competitive advantage to the Isle of Man over and above those countries around about.
0: Yeah, um, my question also is I mean, if you look, say when you charge an electric car, you use up the same amount of electricity as a house requires in 10 days on average yeah. and if you look at those Isitaro buses yeah. one recharge is the same as 43 houses worth yeah. of, uh, forty-three days worth of a house's use. so with those extra loads how are we going to handle that with a power station that is already at 80% of capacity?
2: Well I, I, it may need to be upgraded a bit but as I say that's really not not, not my ownership or business to speak directly on behalf of the power station But the gas is available for that purpose.
1: Okay, all right, just a quick question, Julian. uh, Hmm. Just a quick question, Julian. Uh, Do you think this should go
0: ahead? Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, the Energy and Sustainability Centre is on the Manx Radio website today saying that um, they're talking about we must go as fast as possible into the sustainable green thing using wind and solar. But if we're going to up our requirements for electrics above what we use now by at least five to ten times... Well, how is that going to work? I mean, you know, we talked about biomass, but then you're going to be sending massive ships across the Atlantic full of wood chips. You know, this, what, what, there is no talk of any other way of generating the huge amount of electricity that's going to be required. Unless, of course, you're going to stop everybody driving and force everyone to stay at home.
1: OK. All right, Julian, thanks for calling today. Thanks, Andy. All right, we Thanks. appreciate this. Um, uh, just back to uh, one trillion, did you say? One trillion yes, cubic feet. Yes, that's the a, number, yes. Which, of course, to lay, a layperson means absolutely nothing. Yes. So so could you put a, a handle on that I, for the I, layperson? I what certainly can. Mean?
2: So I think every, everybody on the island is familiar with the um, platforms that you see sailing on the ferries from both Liverpool uh, and Haysham. And there is actually 15 uh, gas fields and two or three oil fields out there in the East Ireland rsc and this would be the fifth largest field in the east rsc
1: okay uh tony hi tony you're live with richard hubbard
3: how you doing good afternoon richard hello tony um, just a couple of quick technical questions i'm not going to ask you to enter into the political fray which y- i yeah I, I yeah what can i say we have people with blinkered eyes who don't really know what they're looking at so um My question is is a bit more technical, as I understand it, Kroger Gasfield is a sandstone, clean, uh, no H2S, Um, and obviously you you said there's a billion cubic foot in place my question is what's your recovery going to be what percentage of that are you going to get out and I understand that you won't know that exactly until you've done a DST Uh, uh, well
2: that's right so we have to drill the independence well later this year uh, before we can kind of quantify that answer but uh, based on our scoping study which I I think is reasonable uh, we can recover 60% of it so we, we carry a number of 660 billion cubic feet that we can produce as reserves. And if you, if you uh, equate that into oil equivalent, it's 110 million barrels of oil equivalent.
3: Yeah, that, that, that's going to give a lot, lot of people a better idea in equivalent oil, barrels of oil, because that's what a lot of people think of when they think of gas.
2: You probably know, you've probably heard, that if you, if you take that size of field and you run it through um, the current price scenario, the value yeah. of the asset to uh, the Isle of Man plus Kroger shareholders' gross value is £12 billion. Pounds. It's a very, very valuable asset.
3: Yeah, I, I 100%. Agree, I think it's something that the government should be supporting, although they, they obviously won't, but they should be. My question, the second question I've got is, where are you going to take that gas ashore? Okay.
2: So uh, there, there are options, there's always options, yeah. but the easiest, cheapest, lowest cost uh, is to tie it back, uh, by a pipeline from the field in Manx Waters uh, to the North Morecambe platform that's known as the DPPA platform, and there you enter the Morecambe infrastructure and it will go to the processing centre in Barrow in Furness. But the question that I always then get asked is, so aren't we therefore giving the gas away to the UK? And the answer's Emphatically no. Um, it depends. Uh, the gas is sold at the wellhead, so it's produced in Manx uh, territorial waters. Therefore, it's Manx gas.
3: Yeah. So then the the question comes, and I I'm, I have researched a little bit that I know more can feel quite well. I worked on it okay. when it was it was first being drilled on the Slant Derricks. Um, I thought there was a plan to shut down the Barrow In Furnace plant the reception
2: centre. You're right, uh, but everything has changed, uh, Tony. So... Okay. Uh, it, it's now... Okay, two things about it. Firstly, the the UK has just held what they call their 33rd licensing round, and they've issued quite a lot of new licenses. And on a third-party uh, processing contractual basis, uh, the plant needs to stay open to handle that. So non-Morcombe okay. gas, if you like, and, and we would come under that umbrella. But there's a much more interesting one, which that Spirit Energy have recently announced that they're going to use the Morecambe Bay reservoirs uh, for the storage of carbon dioxide. And that's a huge, huge important business. Um, and it gives longevity to everything that's over there in Barrow, in Furness. And indeed, it's a business opportunity that Kroger is very interested in because, you know, Kroger's has set itself up as an energy transition company.
3: Yeah, I, I, I think it's, it, this is something that, unfortunately, the man's government doesn't see, but a lot of people do see... As an advantage not only to the Isle of Man for security, hmm. but to Isle of Man from the point of view of revenue income. But I don't understand why the government's not supporting it. It's, I guess it's because politically they don't want to be caught in I'm not a green nation. Okay.
1: All right. All right. Tony, thanks for calling today.
3: Uh, thank you very much for your time. And I look forward to hearing the porosity and permeability figures as to when you drill the well.
1: Uh, we'll do that, Tony. Thank thanks you. for that. Okay. Uh, like it or not, Richard but you are in a political situation obviously anybody to do with petrochemicals is in a political situation how do you navigate that what's Kroger's position Uh, Okay, so uh, I mean I too let me speak personally just for a minute
2: so I'll give you uh, two, two forms of answer here Okay, so as you can see, looking across the table at me, I'm getting on in years now. Um, And I I really thought I probably wouldn't be uh, involved in another upstream fossil fuel project. I thought I would probably be in some green energy transition project. So I was a bit surprised when I was asked if I would come and help uh, to get the Kroger field developed. However... Uh, When you look at it, uh, it it does indeed fit directly into the energy transition. Uh, As of last year, the European Union uh, looked at the reality of the situation and decided that they would classify natural gas as an energy transition fuel. And the reason for that is because natural gas only has half the emissions of coal, and only two-thirds of the emissions of oil. So, so long as the natural gas is substituting for either coal or oil, then
1: it is a transition fuel. Um, what's the state of play with the Manx government? What's, what's uh, Kroger's position? Are you in negotiations? Do you meet them regularly? W- we do. So, the, the licence is administered by the deba- Department of Infrastructure, Um,
2: And the Council of Ministers, of course, are very supportive of this. So uh, I'm sure Tony and many of your other listeners are wondering about that, but they are very supportive. So it's kind of really a great opportunity for the Isle of Man to have an asset that's potentially so valuable. So I believe that we are going to get
1: government support all the way through. Okay, we're with Richard Hubbard today, he's the Chief Exec of Kroger Limit of the People and we're going to be uh, drilling for our gas. Now, if you've got a question you want to put to Richard, we've got lots of stuff in on text and uh, WhatsApp as well and we're open on the open line with uh, Richard Hubbard of Kroger Gas till one. Northern Men in Sheds is all about supporting and connecting older men on the island. We have a great time working together on making and repairing all kinds of things, from furniture repair to
0: making bird boxes, planters and more. Our labour is free. You just pay for materials and a donation. Based at the back of Ramsey Cottage Hospital, we're part of the independent
2: charity Live at Home. To see our work or to join us, find Northern Men in Sheds on Facebook and look out for some exciting news coming soon.
4: Eurovision is coming to Liverpool this May. And Steampagged Holidays can take you there so you can experience the
0: atmosphere and sights of Europe's biggest music competition. Our packages include return ferry, transfers and accommodation all for just 160 pounds per person but there's limited availability so don't miss out call steam packet holidays on 645377 7, 7 to find out more and to book or visit the ferry travel shop in the c
4: terminal please note packages do not include event entry to eurovision excited about starting your new business but feel daunted by accounts tax and vat then talk to nicola bowker and co before you do anything else from expert advice to getting a helping hand, Nicola Bowker and Co. can help and guide you. Call 861 271. Heard the Goss? Some very famous people have been getting cosy at Millie Chaps of Ramsey. Guess who they are, and you could win an incredible bed worth £500. Call in at Parliament Street and see if you can identify the celebs in a bed. Text their names and your name to one double seven, starting your message with the word bed. All correct entries will go into the big prize draw, live on Manx Radio at the end of the month. And check out Millie Chaps' extensive bed range at the island's only temper collection studio. Celebs in a Bed, with Millie Chaps of Ramsey and your nation station, Manx Radio. This Saturday is Global Recycling Day, so on agenda this week, Minister for Waste Chris Thomas MHK and Government Waste Guru Stephanie Gray tell us why we should all recycle whenever we can. Some popular myths about recycling are exploded, and suggestions are given on how we can all do more to recycle valuable resources. Who is responsible for recycling policy and implementation? Should central government lead on this, or should it be local authorities to step up? That's agenda this evening at 6pm with me, Phil Gorn, on Manx Radio. Often we hear Chris Thomas talking rubbish now, is it?
0: The Man in Line: Daily interaction, debate, and exchange of ideas. Broadcast on Manx Radio from midday till one, Monday to Friday.
1: Faster Mike, good afternoon. Twenty-eight minutes past twelve with Richard Hubbard from Kroger Limited, the Gas People, and Jeff. You're live with Richard Hubbard. Uh, thanks, Andy. Good afternoon,
5: now uh, Richard. Uh... I've got a question about the, a technical question about the extent of the uh, modelled gas reservoir that I've seen in the local press, in fact it was a, a plan view uh, in, in a February uh, version of the uh, Courier. My question is this basically, is how much of the modelled Prospect B gas reservoir may lie in UK waters east of the 12 mile limit? Uh, and how, and basically, how would its ownership be resolved with the UK government, given that any gas in the reservoir falling outside of uh, Manx waters would be effectively owned by the UK government? Thanks.
2: Uh, uh, okay, Jeff. Well, I can answer that. So, uh, okay. So we did publish the map, which was originally uh, produced by BP on the basis of their um, seismic interpretation with the well data. So it is the BP map that we're using at the moment, and the area of closure is 83 square kilometres, which is very big, and it extends more or less from Mackled Head down to Laxey Harbour. And by coincidence, it's exactly the same uh, aerial closure size as the big Uh, South Morecambe Field. So it's a large area. It's divided into the four prospects, A, B, C and D, as you suggest. And um, luckily for us, it is entirely within uh, the Manx territorial waters. So we do not have the problem of needing to unitise in the event that the field went across the international boundary. However, hypothetically, if it did, there is a, a well-trodden uh, tro- pathway to unitise a field that extends between two countries. But I don't believe that that's something we need to get involved with in this case.
5: OK, thanks, Richard. The neighbouring block in the UK waters, uh, yep. Jason, too, were... Uh, uh the 1112 25 is that actually currently owned by uh, licensed by another operator
2: no at all? no at the moment the surrounding acreage is unlicensed
5: right okay well thank you for that answer thank you very much uh, richard.
1: appreciate it yeah. uh, appreciate it thanks for calling today uh, lots of questions just uh, briefly if you could uh, uh, just uh, address these uh, richard nick just says could you ask mr hubbard uh, what's the visual imp- what visual impact will the gas field have say looking from macklehead or laxie
2: OK, well, we've we've just put a, uh, a, a big, um, beautiful photograph by a local photographer, Nick Keillier, uh, on the front page of our website. And I like it so much that I've turned it into wallpaper and used it to cover the wall in my study at home. And the answer is there is no visual impact because it will be a, what we call a subsea completion where there is nothing visible above sea level. So while we're drilling it, of course, you're going to see a rig. But the, the well that we're going to drill in, October this year is 17 kilometers from shore so the rig will look the size of a ferry or smaller I should think um, and during the production life there will be nothing above sea level it will all be on the seabed.
1: OK, uh, a message in now from uh, text to 614. Any jobs going from people on the Isle of Man? Uh,
2: yes, I'm sure there will be. So, uh, as I've indicated, the infrastructure, as much as there will be any, over in, it will be probably probably over in Barrow and Furness. So we're not thinking there will be big uh, construction projects on the island, but the wealth generation is really significant. I, I can't say that enough. It will probably be one of the largest... uh, revenue generators that the island has Uh, and so the way in which it can increase GDP and boost the economy is very significant and the uh, interest that Kroger has is that we do want to be part of this green energy transition and we see that the production revenues from the fields the gas field uh, are are enabling the transition to the investment in green energy for the future
1: Okay, Um, I don't understand this question, and I'm assuming you will. Okay. Uh, well uh I get the gas out before another licensee takes it through drainage. What does that mean?
2: Okay. Well okay, so what that means is that uh and it doesn't really happen in the offshore environment, but if you're in Texas or somewhere like that, if somebody finds oil, uh your neighbor can sort of literally drill fifty yards away and get down there and take it before you that simply doesn't happen in the offshore environment so the answer is no nobody's going to drain the Isle of Man's gas illegally
1: Okay, Keith dropped a note in on 919 just to say uh, have you got any information to say whether the share offer has been successful obviously we didn't talk about you for a, because you were doing a, yeah, a funding round yeah. as well, can you tell us how far that's gone?
2: Yes I can so I'm more than happy to, to discuss it, so uh, as you're listening listeners will know, uh, we were very, very keen to um, make an offer to the residents of the Isle of Man who might like to invest uh, in Kroger by way of the share offer. And we closed that on the 24th of February. And we were delighted we really got a lot of interest. Um, And what we're doing now is complementing the uh, local share offer uh, with some large institutional deals. Um, And, uh, I mean, I have to tell you that I'm very pleasantly surprised that there's a very broad interest in getting this well drilled and we've got several large deals that we're evaluating and when we decide which one we're going to select then we'll be able to formally announce the closing of the what we called independence well raise and we're uh, we're seeking a total of
1: £32.5 million which is more than enough to get the first well drilled Okay, Uh, what's the market like at the moment for investment into uh, gas exploration? Well, Well obviously
2: it's heightened but there's always sort of local complications but I can tell you that the Isle of Man is very attractive to a lot of people
1: Okay, uh, let's revisit this one. Mark dropped a note in Mark um, on the email. Just say, just to reiterate, where will the gas be processed again? Uh, okay, so the
2: current facility is in Barrow-in-Furness. So, as you come out of Haysham on the ferry, uh, look to your right, to your north, at the uh, entrance to um, uh, Morecambe Bay, and you'll see the processing plant over there. And it's been there since the 1980s.
1: Okay, um, just to, and again, let's revisit this one. You've mentioned BP several times, our yeah. BP in on this.
2: No, not any longer. Only through me. Uh, but, you know, we did have our um, annual uh, reunion before Christmas, and they've been amazingly helpful providing data that they don't need to provide. So, they've they've given us more than goodwill. They're really helping us to get this done.
1: Okay, here's a, n- a note in from Angela. Okay, talking of gas, uh, the elephant in the room is I- uh, International Energy, islands, Energy, and Carla, uh, will, uh, will Kroger put uh, max gas out of man energy out of business? No, no, absolutely the opposite. If anything, we're helping them to have a healthy future.
2: So I I do need to just go through this one more time. So the directors of Kroger last year, before I arrived, decided that they really wanted to offer gas at a very low price for consumption on the island. So we're actually making it a lot easier for the Manx utility companies to buy gas at a good rate.
1: Okay, Um, and the length of operation, how many years will will that, uh, gas fill be 20
2: open, years. 20 years. Is our estimate.
1: And you, you keep mentioning this word transition. Yeah. And again, to the, to the, to yep. the layperson, how, how do you fit into that equation? Uh, OK, so the world at large is urgently transitioning
2: away from fossil fuels. Um, we're part of it. Kroger's part of it. The way that natural gas fits into it uh, is that every time it substitutes for, for coal, it halves the carbon emissions and when it substitutes for oil petroleum, liquid oil it's two thirds of the uh, emissions Uh, so it's really, really important that we can use natural gas to
1: substitute transition away from the more polluting fossil fuels. Uh, Can you tell us how much we'll be paying for gas then when this comes on stream? Yes, I I just did. So the directors of Kroger
2: have given uh, an assurity that for a period of 10 years, and there's an agreement beyond, that we will cap our wholesale price, this is a wholesale price, at 80 pence per therm. And when you convert that into kilowatt hours, it's less than three. And if you compare that to the retail prices, it's very, very cheap gas. And as I've already said to you, we're open to somebody showing us otherwise.
1: But I think this is quite likely to be the cheapest gas in Europe. When you Everything that you mentioned sounds like untrammeled good luck. It sounds like a win-win-win-win-win a, a situation for the Isle of Man. And that's why I came out of retirement to do it, because uh, I think it is. OK, so two detractors. People will yeah. always try and pull yeah. things apart and yeah. pull at the edges. Yeah. What do you say to them? Well, OK, so the, the obvious thing is that it's not
2: green energy and uh, why aren't you investing in wind farms? Um, and Kroger most definitely will invest in the entirety of the energy transition so we see gas if you'd asked me to come and develop an oil field i would have been far less willing Gas, I do regard as a transition fuel. Um, equally, and the other directors are very, very much behind this, Kroger would like to get involved in a whole range of green energy transition projects from wind farms, uh, carbon sequestration back in the reservoir, um, hydrogen, ammonia, the whole gamut. Would anything else have got you out of retirement? Probably not. I do like the Isle of Man, and uh, I just enjoy being here, so that, that's good as well.
1: Okay. Uh, I didn't hear or see the offer, says Paul. Paul, where were you until it closed? Will there be a second opportunity, a second funding round? Well, we we have closed it, I have to say.
2: Um, so, uh, it, it, probably not Paul.
1: Okay. Um, you just mentioned... you. Uh if it's successful, will it be offering a, a gas supply to Isle of Man Energy at a reduced rate, which you've said, yeah. for the benefit of the Isle of Man, which I'm sure is good news for everybody. Yeah. Uh, what's stop Isle of Man Energy just selling it at us, us at the rate that they feel is acceptable to them? Well, again, I, I can't,
2: that's not my decision to make, but the supply, the cost of supply is at the rate that I've given you.
1: So presumably that will be down to politicians to, yeah. uh, to cap uh, obviously yeah. uh, where that's concerned. We're with Richard Hubbard, uh, the boss of Kroger, the chief exec of Kroger, these are the people who are after the gas off McElhead, and just to see what difference it will make to our future, your future everyone's future.
4: Every day is a taster day at King Williams College and the Buchan School. Have your child come and experience everything our school has to offer by joining us for a bespoke taster day tailored to their interests. With a varied programme, an average class size of 15 and an experienced team of pastoral and teaching staff, your child will enjoy a day at our school and discover our special community and school spirits. For more information or to book, call 820-110 or email admissions at kwc.com I am. Our mum was
5: incredible, unforgettable. She was our family. How do you give someone like her a fitting memorial? T.E. Cubbon found the way. They took our ideas and created the memorial and inscription that mum really deserved. We couldn't have asked for more.
3: T.E. Cubbon, at the top of Broadway in Douglas and Hope Street, Castletown. Call 844 440. A family run firm
0: serving families for over
3: 150 years.
0: This Easter, don't miss the Dino Express Easter holiday adventure. Journey from Douglas Station to Balasala with a dinosaur treasure hunt on the way. Then your Jurassic Ranger will escort you by bus to Russian Abbey, where you'll meet Loki the Velociraptor, Bronwyn the Brontosaurus, and much more. To avoid dinosaur disappointment,
5: book now. Call 662-525 or visit rail.im. At Isle of Man Energy, we have products and services to help customers manage and reduce their energy usage. From smart home thermostats that allow you to control your heating and hot water from your phone or smart speaker through to the latest ultra-efficient boilers that use less energy and are available with extended payment terms over five years and warranty included. Find out more at isleofmanenergy.im or call 644 Isle of Man Energy. Energy for every generation. Session and Radio
4: vanin. Gilk Jew, Gilk J
1: as Gil Farah. Abershan A <laughs> Hilg, the Manx Gaelic, Jinyan America, the mother tongue of Alian Vanin, the Isle of Man.
2: Abershan <laughs> Rich.
1: You can catch up with more of Manx Radio's Manx language programmes in the weekly podcast Abershan Rich. Say
0: that again. Abershan <laughs> Rich. Shen that's the one. <laughs> This is the Isle of Man talking.
1: The man in line with Richard Hubbard, uh, chief exec of Kroger. Um, the uh, Kroger gas people looking to drill for the gas that they say is there. That BP have said is there off uh, Maculted. So it'll then go if it's when it happens, it will be processed in Barrow. And uh, so, uh, just tell us, uh, Richard, how does the funding mechanism work? Who gets what, where, when? When so when the, it's billed when it comes out of the ground to whom?
2: Uh, um, OK, well, let me make sure I'm answering the, the right question. So to start with, the cost of drilling the well is paid entirely by Kroger. Right.
1: And we're fundraising to cover that cost. OK, so um, but what happens then? So the gas comes out of the from underneath the sea, goes onto the, the platform. Yeah. Uh, so it's billed when it leaves the platform. I mean, who, ra- bluntly, who okay. raises an
2: invoice and where do they raise okay, it? OK, you're speaking about um, the sales part of the Yeah okay so uh, Kroger as the operator and this is how any operator works uh, will sell the gas at the wellhead uh, on a contractual basis uh, and so prior to that point we clearly have to have done the commercial work to line up the contracts and it could literally be sold uh, to anywhere in Europe the Ireland, it could be the UK, it could be anywhere on continental Europe. uh, And of course, a portion of it will be sold to the Manx utility companies. So there's always a contractual job to do. And then the prices at which it is sold are agreed contractually.
1: Okay, um, there will be a commercial split. Obviously, Kroger will will take its share. Yeah, where does the Manx government make the money? Okay, so at the point of uh,
2: sale at the wellhead, um, the the gross production revenue, um, which over the life of field, as I said to you, totals some uh, twelve billion pounds. It's a lot. Um, there's a, what we call a government take which is 42% of that under the fiscal regime that the government currently offers. And so that's the amount of the gross revenue that will go to the government in taxes.
1: Okay, Uh, David, hi, you're live with Richard Hubbard.
3: Hello, Richard.
0: Um, Just a couple of questions, please. Um, Why was the... um Cost of buying into Kroger set so high. um, I would have thought if you'd offered it to Manx residents at say blocks of 500 pound per unit, it would be more uh, open to the population of the Isle of Man than trying to, you know, get a family to find £13,500.
2: Yes, well, we we sort of went for a a market rate, David. Uh, So I mean, I understand, of course, if I was buying in, I'd ask the same question. But uh, we do it based on the value of the asset, as best we understand it at the moment. Um, And you maybe know if you've been through the offering memoranda that we thought that based on sort of market comparators, the current value is $2.7 per barrel of oil equivalent but you will also have seen the absolutely rapid uh, growth in value if the well we drill is successful it'll be four times the asset value with uh, successful independence well so the growth is most definitely there in value creation
0: okay and at any point in the in the future uh, will any more offerings be made to Alaman residents?
2: Well, we're, we're not, I mean, ne- never say never to anything, of course, but we're thinking that we've probably um, done what we need to do uh, and if the independence well is successful, then we'll have quite a few large institutional options to fund what we call the full field development, and that will be something like £450 million pounds of investment to acquire 3D size we can drill the 12 uh, development wells and lay a tieback pipeline to the North Morecambe platform and we hope to have first gas at the end of that by the end of 2026
0: okay okay if you if um, successful Are you actually proposing to put a pipeline from Mackle to Barrow or to the Morecambe Field?
2: That's right. It's a 40 kilometre pipeline from the centre of the Kroger Field to the closest or most suitable production platform that's already out there in the East Irish Sea
3: right okay
0: okay thanks very much richard
1: all right appreciate that thanks for the call today and victoria's with us now hi victoria live with richard uh, hubbard today
0: Hello to both of you. Uh, I just wanted to ask, how was the opportunity to obtain shares presented
4: to the residents of the Isle of Man?
2: Hello, Victoria. Well, we had a a press release. I went on to Manx TV, uh, Jeff the Mongoose, um, and the newspapers, and it's been uh, on our website uh, for two months, I suppose, something like that. So we did it by way of press release and media presentations, and then the website.
0: So it was in the newspapers? Yes, what, in, yes, yes. Which, which ones was it in?
1: Uh, I think all of them.
0: All of them. Oh, yeah. bypass me then. Yeah.
1: I think there was a big wraparound, Victoria. I think yeah. it was uh, one yeah. of those kinda things. I kind of
4: didn't get that from it. Oh, Victoria, <laughs>
1: dear me. I
4: know, I know. All right, thanks yeah, for calling. All right, that's all I wanted to know.
1: All right, okay. thanks for calling today. Uh, Bonzo's on now. Hi, Bonzo. You're live with Richard Hubbard. <laughs>
4: Yeah, hello there, Andy, and hello there, Richard. Richard, I was wondering if you could walk me through the uh, revenue um, sequence for Isle of Man government.
2: Yes. Okay. So the the fiscal regime is published by all governments, any government, and this one is no exception. Um, and the, the the tax collection is in is in two parts. There's something that's called an an R factor, which is a royalty. And that's on a sliding scale as the production increases from the field. And it starts as low as 5% and goes up to 40%. And then in addition to that, there's a collection of VAT uh, on the production. um, And that's set at whatever the rate is at the time so right, okay it, so, and so,
4: so the so the royalty slide is petroleum revenue tax yes yeah?
2: yeah and that, that's published you'll find it it's a uh 2018 or something it's a, yep, yep, a, a um, petroleum I'm with that. yeah
4: yeah right so um it's at those two stages yep. where the isle of man government actually gets revenue yes there, there's no yes um there, there's no ground lease
2: No, there's two stages. And then, as I've also explained, uh, uh, because uh, Kroger's um, capping the price of gas back to the island uh, at 80 pence per uh, therm, that's obviously equivalent to uh, a subsidy and or tax, whichever way you look at it. So really, that's a third way in which we're contributing financially.
4: uh, Right, now now here we get to the problems. Of course, PRT and VAT... yeah, come under the They are UK taxes. Uh,
2: okay. No. Well, I mean, I'm not going to speak for the Treasury, but
4: um, well, it, well, the it, thing it, is that your selling point yep. on Kroger is that it will produce large revenues to the Isle of Man, and it will. Now, the thing is, it may, no, it may, it may not produce.
2: As, okay. As large well, I mean, I, I, as, as, as,
4: as perhaps you were stating, and well, indeed, if on your. Um, because I note that you always quote the most optimistic figure possible, even on your wonderful optimistic figure of a trillion um, cubic feet, and I note how you use the large numbers there rather than just saying cubic meters, which is a sort of standard uh, measurement. Um, even on that, if those revenues came to be, uh, the Manx people re- remember all too bitterly the, un- the unilateral renegotiation of the VAT sharing agreement, which is now further. do you think for one second, if there was something like 5, 6 billion, or the figure which you, which you mentioned, 12 billion um, of revenue coming out of something... Um, that uh, the UK Treasury could get their p- mitts on, do you think for one moment we'd be allowed to keep that? No, they're just rene- they are renegotiating, f- renegotiating first. Uh,
2: well, next. Bonzo, what I can tell you is that uh, we, we of course take the fiscal regime as presented to us by the Isle of Man government um, and everything I've given you is calculated on that basis.
4: Well, quite. But the thing is that then represents an ideal world which may not actually occur so are
1: you suggesting bonzo that the the uk would in some way sequestrate the funds
4: well if the funds were there of course
1: they would okay, okay. well i can't really comment on that i don't believe that to be the case Okay.
4: Mm, Well, that's a that's a very optimistic view.
1: Okay. Well, that's one of those things. In fact, next time the chief minister is going to be on in May, so we'll ask the chief minister about that. This is the likelihood that the UK would enviously i the funds and in some way take them away. Have you, has that crossed your desk, Richard? Well, I would just well
2: uh, invite the Chief Minister to comment, of course, because I'm, I'm sure he'll give you the same um, uh, framework that I have. That okay. is the government take in the Isle of Man.
1: Okay, alright. Uh, thanks, Bonzo. We appreciate that. Uh, you, uh, uh, you've made the uh, point as well. Uh, is Dr. Hubbard aware that the World Climate Declaration of 1,500 scientists that CO2 is not a pollutant but beneficial for all nature, or something called challenging net zero and science. Do you read all the uh, documentation? Well, I most certainly do. So I'm I'm a geologist, and you know when I was trying
2: to retire, I heavily involved myself in everything to do with climate change, and I understand the uh, nature of the carbon cycle very well. Um, and so yes. And I have no doubt in my mind that uh, human activity since the Industrial Revolution has pushed uh, greenhouse gas levels far too
1: high, and we do need to reduce them. So if that's the question, I'm definitely on board with it. Um, So you reckon 20 years, 20 years worth of revenue, 20 years worth of activity. How much is going to be left in the rest of the uh, Irish Sea? By that time, yeah. Do you think all the, the all the rigs will still be there? Well, it's obviously a bit of a
2: hypothetical. It depends how many other fields are discovered in the UK sector, and or if there's a second or third field to find in the Manx sector. But uh, overall, it's already a mature province, um, and so it will still be a mature province.
1: How much uh, will this make us Ireland's new friend? A lot, a lot. Could you explain that? Yes, because all the countries surrounding the Irish Sea
2: would love to have more uh, locally produced gas. So this is going to be a very um, good news uh, situation for uh,
1: the UK, Ireland and continental Europe. Is there any part of you, Richard Hubbard, that wakes up at half past three in the morning and thinks this may not work? Of course. Uh, And what we don't know is the results of the well. So, you
2: know, I've drilled hundreds of wells in my career and they don't always do what you think or want them to. And that is why it is so important and so urgent to get the independence well drilled as soon as possible uh, and find out if it is as I have described to you today or if it's otherwise.
1: Okay, I'll give you this question as quickly as possible. It'll have to be brief. What are the current plans for the further 3D seismic survey work, particularly in context of the licence agreement? Given the location overlap with the Orsted wind project, uh, are there not synergies that can be achieved by carrying out a combined survey activity? If the Man government could assist, perhaps. Well, all of the above is is interesting and possible. If
2: the independence well shows that we've got a commercial field on our hands, we would almost immediately send a seismic vessel out there and acquire a three D survey. And we've said all along we want to work and cooperate with Orsted so that the wind farm development could go ahead in parallel.
1: Okay, um, Richard I've been given a fair wind what's the timetable
2: okay so what we want to do is to get the well drilled at the end of this year the rig will be out there for three months Uh, if it's positive we would bring the seismic ship in quite quickly we would also probably drill a second well based upon the success of the first and then over a three-year period we need to develop the field ready for first gas by the end of 2026
1: Well, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for answering all the questions. Uh, We wish you well. Will you come back nearer the day? Of course I will. Happy to do it. Good to hear from you today. Thanks. Richard Hubbard, Chief Exec of Kroger Gas. I hope you um, found something in that. If you want to follow up, by all means, call the answer phone on 682 631 or email maninlayon at manxradio.com. We're back tomorrow with another open line. Enjoy the rest of your Monday.
5: you